ball is high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. Welcome into Nosebleeds, WFUV's baseball podcast. I'm Maddie Bamonte. Today I'm joined by my co-host Brian Raybax, Ben Oppenheimer. Guys, New York baseball has looked bleak and it keeps getting bleaker by the day. I don't know where to even start, but before we even get into this, guys, how are you doing today through this tough stretch? I mean, watch if you're a New York baseball fan watching those games over the weekend, you had a really bad weekend. And what should have been a fun weekend overall, Father's Day weekend, you're spending time with your family, but New York baseball didn't get it done. We'll talk about it. The Mets lost two out of three to the Cardinals, and then Yankees get swept in ugly fashion in Boston. So we'll get into it, but I guess if in New York baseball terms, wish we were here under better, better circumstances, guys. Yeah, I, I think um, just fully in agreement with, uh, with what Brian said, I think it's a demoralizing time. Um, to be a New York baseball fan, whether you're Mets or Yankees. Um, the Yankees have been really struggling the past week, and even though they're still above 500, and the Mets, I think, have been struggling a little bit less, and they've kind of been more up and down, but I think the Mets are still going to be floundering as long as uh, they don't have Alonzo in the lineup. Yeah, I, I we're going to start off with the Mets just because we have Mets, you know, Mets people that actually want to talk you know, Mets, we usually start with the Yankees. And so finally this time as the Mets beat reporter, I want to start with the Mets uh, because it's bad. It's, and and I'm used to bad Mets seasons and I've seen it all. This season is kind of like no other. And the Cardinal series quite literally was one of the lowest watching periods that I have seen this season, mainly just due to the overall production we've seen out of the Mets. And, you know, we can talk about Pete Alonso being out for part of the season and with his wrist injury and all of this stuff going on, it's no excuse. And that's the same thing we're going to say with the Yankees. It's no excuse when you have a big player with injury that the team should be slacking. Um, And I, I think some of the main problems is through pitching and what we've seen out of the Mets pitching has been pretty atrocious, especially when the hitting happens there was a statistic I saw the other day where they broke down when the Mets score X amount of runs, how the 2022 season looked and now the 2023 season looked. In 2022, when the Mets scored seven runs, they were 44 and two. And this year, they're 10 and six. It's really hard to see this continuously happening for them. With six runs, they're 12 and 10 on the year. Five, they're 22 and 13. Four, they're 26 and 17 like these are not the same numbers that we saw in 2022 when they were 76 and 5 or 55 and 4 or 87 and 8 the Mets just look like an entirely different team this year um in terms of the hitting the pitching is not able to go many innings we saw a change of pace last night in Houston with Max Scherzer actually able to go eight innings and produce very well for the Mets Prior to this, the Mets have just not been producing well, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on where you think this Mets season is headed, if you think that something should be done in particular about this, but what are your overall impressions of the pitching, the hitting, and where the Mets are right now? 
Well, this is what I've been saying for weeks now, that the Mets, there's no level of consistency at all. We remember that huge win on Wednesday where they walk walk it off against the Yankees in the Subway Series, and they had a chance to capitalize off of that. You're playing the worst team in the National League on, over the weekend. That's a great chance to win some more games, take that series, and carry momentum going forward in a month of June where you have a really tough schedule. And then what happened? They lose two out of three and a really lifeless series. The pitching doesn't get it done. The offense, which has been the main concern for the whole season, actually hit over the weekend. But the pitching just completely didn't have it. Kodai Sanga didn't have a great start on Saturday. And on Sunday, Carlos Carrasco got rocked. And then they lose that series. But then again, it's the inconsistency. Last night, they play really well. They beat the Astros 11-1. to The offense firing in all cylinders. Max Scherzer, we've been talking about him. And... His inconsistent start to the season, he had a great start last night. Eight innings, one run. So that's the thing that's got to be really frustrating for Met fans, where you have this massive payroll and you're putting all this money into this team and you expect the world beater that you saw last year, 100-game winner, take that division, have a chance to take that division. And you're now you're just seeing a middle-of-the-road team that can barely scrape 500 and plays really poor baseball, at sporadic times in the season. So that's what's got to be frustrating for the most for fans. It's not necessarily the lack of great baseball. It's just that some moments they'll look really good, and then there are moments like over the weekend where they'll look really bad. Yeah, I think um, this season is, um, you know, obviously the lack of consistency, as, as Brian said, um, but also what goes hand-in-hand hand with that, I think, is um, the lack of identity in terms of um, the Mets – uh, some days they'll have great hitting, like we saw last night, co- combined with uh, some great pitching from Scherzer. But most, uh, a lot of games this season, we've seen very inconsistent or shaky performances from the lineup uh, and from the pitchers. Um, and this is supposed to be a team that had uh, um, two aces um, at the top of the rotation. Um, and both of them have, for the most part, been up and down, or if not up and down, been outright struggling. Um, so I think this season, um, you know, we've seen seasons like this before 2015, when they went to the world series, they were 500 or around 500 at the all-star break, um, 2016, they, they had really bad injury issues, um, the whole season. And yet they still made it to the wild card, um, with a completely banged up team, uh, back in 2016. Um, so I think, um, you know, it's not over till it's over, um, but, you know, they have to do some retooling um, either with the trade or or something. Um, I'm not sure what the front office is, is looking at, but I think they definitely want to retool some things because um, Steve Cohen, um, you know, he spent all this money for a reason. And I don't think he's too happy that this is a performance he's getting out of the uh, hundreds of millions of dollars that he spent over the offseason. Um, so I think that, you know, it's – too early to say the season's done because there have actually been many examples in Mets history where they have come back from something like this. Um, but right now the the team is just, it's almost like they're worse in a way than being terrible because when you're terrible as a team, um, you know, when you're just outright bad, you know, that's what everyone knows you as, but when you're just kind of up and down and inconsistent, like the Mets are, it's like, you almost really don't know who you are as a team. Um, so I guess in some ways, almost 
it's it's worse at for them in terms of their team identity because they don't know uh, who they are or where they're going or what their direction is uh, so far this season. Right. And I, I think that plays a lot into how a lot of the veterans have played this season. I don't think a lot of them have stepped up in the way they should have. I think Escobar has been subpar this season. Mark Canna has been subpar this season. And you need guys like that to lead these younger guys you're calling up and you want them to really demonstrate something. And speaking of guys they've called up and now have just sent back down, Mark Vientos was just sent back down yesterday. Buck Showalter talked about how he just wanted him to get more reps down in the minors, that his defense was just not the way they wanted it. He was hitting 178, 225, 244 with Wahomer, five RBIs, over 49 plate appearances um, since he got recalled. He's going to go back and play first and third in the minors. He, to me defensively was not ready and I think this Mets lineup is very weird in terms of he just didn't have a place to play with we had debate at the beginning of the season about Beatty and Escobar and how that was going to work out but Vientos is a completely different thing where there really is no space for him to play you have Tommy Pham that can do DH and Tommy Pham has been great over the past couple at bats uh Vogelback getting his mental break and coming back he can be a DH you have Pete Alonso at first, Mark Canna can play first, and then you have Beatty and Escobar at third. What do you need Vientos for right now other than to just develop his skills in the minors? So I have to ask, is it the right move for Vientos to be sent back down right now? Would you have wanted him to stay up in the majors for a little bit? And where do you think his career goes with the Mets from this season? I'll just start off with, I was scrolling through Mets Twitter on Sunday when he got sent down and Pete Alonso got brought back on the roster. I was really confused seeing a lot of people were really upset about Vientos getting sent down. And people, you can be frustrated about what his role was when he was up. He didn't get consistent playing time, but you know what? You can chalk that a lot up to him not having a set position in the field. They've tried him out in numerous places at third base. When Alonso was hurt, they tried him at first base and he didn't look good there. So yeah, kind of what you were saying, Maddie. His defense just wasn't majorly caliber, and he's going to have to go back down to Syracuse and work on a couple of things. And his bat, he didn't really provide much with his bat either. I mean, he didn't get consistent at bat, so maybe that's part of it. But at the same time, yeah, 178 with one homer while you're up, I mean, that's not very productive. So I don't think he set the world on fire when he was up, and I understand Mets fans' frustrations about him not getting the playing time that he deserved to get that spotlight, but to be upset about him getting sent down. First of all, he's getting more time to develop, and he's going to play more and work on his game more than he would at the major league level because you said, Maddie, there's not a lot of room for him on this roster. So him getting sent down is the right move in my eyes, and I'm sure he'll find his way back on the big league roster at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but for now – I think it's good for him to go back to AAA. He'll get to play. He'll get to work on his defense. So I think putting him there is the right move to go for now. I think uh, right now for the Mets as an organization and for Mets fans, I think this move is a bit disappointing. Um, not that it, it's a bad decision um, because I agree with Brian. I, th- I think um, actually going down, uh, back down to the minors will um, will give Vientos more time to develop because um, I think what's essential for um, young prospects um, in baseball 
uh, in any sport, but especially baseball, is to get reps in in terms of at bats, um, you know, plays, uh, you know, in the infield, anything like that. Just picking them up, um, and I think that incons- inconsistent playing time um, can be really damaging to the esteem of a player, um, and also it can just mess up their their workflow and their uh, kind of feeling for the game. So even if he's being sent back down to the minors, um, I think it's a good thing just for him to get more playing time, as much playing time as possible, uh, because that way he can just get um, more time to to improve on, obviously, what he was failing at uh, in the majors so far. I mean, as you said, Brian, um, you know, one seven three batting average, two home runs, um, not great numbers, pretty pretty underwhelming. Um, but he's only twenty three years old. Um, so I think, you know, probably he'll be in the minors for the rest of the season. Uh, maybe he'll, he'll be brought up back in September. Um, we don't know. Um, but I think if he gets just as much uh, at-bats in as possible, uh, that's just the best thing for his development. Uh, that's the best thing he can ask for. Um, so I think this is a disappointing move because you want to see him uh, do well in the majors, but um, I don't think it's the worst thing for him uh, at all but I think with the way that the team is right now there's not a lot of room for him to play you're talking about a guy who hasn't been productive at the plate and doesn't have a position what's Buckshaw Walter supposed to do where where does he put him in the field especially now with Alonzo back what role does he have he doesn't have a role so that's the thing he didn't he, Buck was kind of handicapped and couldn't really play him anywhere so it's frustrating to him seeing him not get the at-bats but at the same time the best move for him is go down to Syracuse play more and then work on his defense overall. That's where I see it. Yeah. And I think another thing that I want to say about this and Brian, you kind of touched on it with the Mets fan base and how they've reacted to it. I was reading around and people were saying that this is like a blow to his trade value. And I was thinking like the kid is 23 years old. They were like, they have no confidence in him as a player. They're sending him down all of this nonsense. He's 23 and he just, isn't ready yet simply I don't think it's a lack of confidence in him at all I think he's just simply the numbers didn't show that he was major league caliber right now and if anything I don't know why he is the face of the trade talk values when you could actually use him down the line in cases versus another prospect they might have like a Kevin Parada who like they don't need another catcher right now they really don't and so if he hits well and he can get trade value for the Mets why are we talking about getting rid of Vientos all of a sudden and ruining his trade value when it's just not necessary right now and and so I think Mets fans like as a Mets fan myself have really blown this kind of out of proportion to be this whole thing of Buck has no confidence in young players he has no faith in some of these young guys Beatty's out there playing Alvarez is out there playing and I think it's just unreasonable for some Mets fans to be like this is the end of the world Vientos is being you know just targeted by Buck and he's losing the trade it's like Come on. It's a bunch of nonsense, in my opinion, from now. Yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about before with the fan outrage that Mark Vientos got sent down. It's crazy. And people are already throwing him in trade talks. Come on, this guy can help you out down the road. Who knows? Maybe Mets fans are looking at what Daniel Vogelback's done coming off his mental break and saying, this guy's a good DH. But with Vientos, if you're a rookie, you're not going to get a lot of playing time if you don't have a position and you can't just 
DH all the time. That's not how it works. So I think settle, settle down a little bit, Mets fans. It's all good. He's going to find his way back on the roster at some point. He just needs to develop a little more. But take, relax, relax a little bit. Mark Vientos will be all right. And the way the roster is right now, I think it's fine. I think the way the lineups produced over the last week, you have a lot of confidence in what they're what they can do. Daniel Vogelback coming back. He's got he's played in three games. He started three games, and he's got a hit in each of them. Two home runs, too. So maybe that mental break is exactly what he needed. And then you look at other guys. Lindor's been hitting. Uh Marte has been a lot better in June. And then, oh, by the way, Pete Alonso's back. So the offense looks like it's in a good spot, even with Vientos or not. I think they're in a good spot offensively. It just comes down to consistency. That's what they're going to need going forward. Right. And now the Mets, after the series in Houston, they're going to take on a couple big hitters. They'll take on the Phillies. They'll take on the Brewers, who they had that awful, awful series against, like at the start of the season. Like I don't even want to think about the Brewers series anymore, but that happened. And then the Giants we're also like steamrolling the Dodgers right now in their series against them. So the Mets really have the opportunity to turn it around here with Pete Alonso being back with the offense hitting with Tommy Pham being good with the start we saw at a Scherzer. I think it'll be really hopeful for the Mets like going forward. I don't think we should start, you know, you know, burning down the house and worrying about the season. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's not over till it's over. So I think Mets fans can at least have something to relax in that over that 11 to one win yesterday. But we also have another poor performing New York team to talk about today. The Yankees have been on a really tough skid ever since Aaron judge has gone on the IL since he has been injured. The Yankees have statistically the worst offense in major league baseball across their batting average on base percentage, their total runs scored. They have been, 30th in Major League Baseball for that. There is no timetable for the judge return as of now. Brian, as a Yankees beat reporter, I want to know straight up right now, what has been the biggest concern for you when you've watched this Yankees team? The biggest concern is that the offense is performing at a level that's just unacceptable. Listen, Aaron Judge getting hurt is a big blow. Not having an MVP caliber player who can hit 60 home runs in a season that's a tough blow to the offense, but it should not mean that everyone just stops hitting because that's what it is right now. Aaron Judge has gotten hurt and everyone has stopped producing. Look at some of these individual numbers from guys. It's really upsetting. So Judge got hurt on June 3rd. So from June 4th on, some of their key guys have been really bad. Stanton's hitting 105 with a 420 OPS. He's got a 35% strikeout rate. And I don't use WRC plus as a metric that often, but the numbers here are so bad that I have to use it. His WRC plus is 12 and the league average is hundred. And then you move on to Rizzo. 075 average. He's three for 46 since June 4th, negative uh, eight WRC plus. That's glaringly bad. He's got to figure it out. DJ LeMay, has been really bad since the start of May and it hasn't gotten better since judge got hurt. 161, 478 OPS, just two extra base hits in that span. And then Josh Donaldson, he runs into a home run every now and then, but overall he's hitting 167 and he's striking out 36% of the time and putting up really non-competitive at-bats. So the offense has been really, really bad. And I understand judges hurt and it's not going to be firing as good as it may have been when he's there, but with him hurt, 
these guys that I mentioned, Judge or not Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, LeMahieu, Donaldson, Glaber Torres has been producing, but those five guys, they have to they have to produce. And the biggest reason for this tough stretch right now, Ben, is none of those guys have been getting the job done at all. And that's gonna have to change. Yeah, I mean, um, just uh, look at the stat line. Uh, last year, the Yankees, uh, when they had that 30-day stretch uh, from August into September, um, where every player who was not Aaron Judge um, was batting uh, just barely above 200 at 206. Um, and so this year, since uh, since Judge has gone on, on the IL, um, the Yankees have hit about the same except worse um, at uh, 195. Um as their bat- batting average as a whole team without judge um, for a league worth uh, 64 um, runs created. Um, and I, I think that just shows that um, the team is just, um, it's almost just in comparison to another sport. It almost kind of reminds me um, when they would do those stats of for the Cavaliers uh, with LeBron, when he was off the court, how bad the defense was. It kind of reminds me of of, of that uh, in baseball terms, in terms of uh, Judge um, when he's not hitting, uh, when he's not in the lineup, uh, the lineup it it can barely hold itself together. Um, so it it just um, I think those are just really glaring uh, statistics. Yeah, and and one thing about this Yankees lineup as well is the offense is so bad that the pitching like rotation gets like a break, even though they are not very good as well. Like you look at a guy like Severino who oh man, you we know. got to see Brian when we went to Mets Yankees and it was, he was just not good. And luckily um, on the Mets side, we, we also saw poor pitching. So it's not like it was glaringly obvious at the time. And then you look at the start in Boston that he had. And again, it's just very mediocre pitching coupled with very poor hitting. Nothing's firing for these guys. And, you know, we talked about how these guys are. Stanton has honestly, in in my mind, like every time he comes off the IL, I never expect that much out of him. He's like kind of a slow starter when he gets back in off the IL. But at least by now, when you had 41 at bats and you had like hitting like five, it was like you would he's think, right. 41 at bats is enough. Nothing. That's enough in my mind for him to do something. We can't even, like, LeMahieu has been a huge disappointment in my eyes. Like, he's 15 for 90. Like, I don't know what you have to do to motivate this team. And and Aaron Boone has talked about how the injury um, with Aaron Judge is not an excuse, and it shouldn't be an excuse for this team. Um, We look at the Red Sox series, and in 18 innings on Sunday, only nine hits, six of them were from Bowers and Torres, None of those other guys are hitting. Um, but at least some bright side news, Harrison Bader will be back tonight playing center field. So hopefully they can produce something out of him. But all around, it, it's hard to see what this team is going to do because we just watched a really horrible series against the Red Sox, who, you know, you always expect a great series, the great rivalry that they have. It was like almost horrific to watch like as a Yankees fan, because what can you do at that point? Like, what can you say about that whole performance? I think seeing that Red Sox series kind of showed that maybe this team isn't constructed as great as we think they are. Cause with Aaron judge, 
they're great. But the second they lost him, everything kind of fell apart. And Ben, I like your comparison of LeBron and the Cavaliers. But the thing is, baseball shouldn't be constructed like that, where um, one player goes and the whole the whole operation just falls apart. It's baseball. And they've missed Aaron Judge in a couple years prior. They missed him in 2018. He missed a bunch of games. And he missed a bunch of games in 2019 as well. Those teams won 100 games. So it's something about this roster that just isn't getting the job done. Stanton needs to be better. Plain and simple. And I think with him getting older in age, him getting hurt's not necessarily the big concern. It's how he's going to do coming back from his injury. And last year when he came back from his injuries, he was not good. And that ended in his worst offensive season of his career. And right now, he doesn't look much better. So him coming back from injury, you're going to have to monitor that going forward. And then in terms of your infield, you have an extremely crowded infield and at third base, you're mixing in Josh Donaldson and DJ LeMahieu, who both just haven't been able to get it done with the bat and are both getting up there in age. So, And it stunts you. It doesn't give you a lot of mobility because now Stanton's a permanent DH. He can't play the outfield right now. So you have to sit one of your infielders every single night. That's uh, obviously not helping the lineup that much because you're not getting in their guys in there consistently. And it's just a really tough situation right now where – the roster looks bad. The offense isn't doing anything. And the big concern is we have no idea when Aaron Judge is coming back. So who knows when it's going to end. Maybe it's the all-star break. I don't know. But there's a lot of reason to be concerned in Yankee land right now. And that's kind of where I think I'm at and where everyone else might have to be as well. Brian, one last thing I will say is we talked uh, extensively about my opinions on Josh Donaldson and <laughs> whether or not I have um, – you know, doubted him or really just, you know, looked down on him. I just want to say, I think we can agree at this point. Maybe listen, I was right. Listen, when he came back, I was saying he's an improvement, which I don't think it was wrong because Oswaldo Cabrera got sent down for him. And that's an improvement, Josh Donaldson over Oswaldo Cabrera. And you know what? I think he's better at third base right now than DJ LeMahieu, but the fact doesn't change that Josh Donaldson has had some dreadful at-bats and kind of looks like the Josh Donaldson that we saw last year where people wanted to run him out of town. So I kind of push back on the whole Josh Donaldson might be back thing. I'm going to I'm gonna quiet that take a little bit. It, it doesn't look good right now. I'll be I honest. Just, I just had to get that on the pod just for, for record. No, good, good, good for you. No. Thank you. Um, I do have some positive news in Major League Baseball. Teams that have surprised me and surprised many people this year, the Cincinnati Reds, who are on a nine-game win streak. They had their ninth consecutive win against the Rockies in the series opener. Cincinnati's 38-35 and 35 on the season. Uh, they have sole possession of the NL Central standings for the first time since April of 2021. Ben, this team has been really kind of fun to watch now all these amazing guys that they have have really produced what has been your thoughts on this reds team what they've done and and what you hope to see from them i think they're just um you know a, a pleasant surprise uh in the majors this year um and i think nine and one in in their past 10 i mean that's you can't ask for much better than that um you know, they're, they're hitting their stride right now, I think, at the best time, um, you know, right before the All-Star break coming up in, in a little over two weeks. Um, and I think 
the only real concern is uh, can they keep this up um, up till September and October and maybe make some noise in the postseason? Um, you know, I, I think it's it, it's a possibility, but um, you know, this is baseball where things things can change uh, pretty rapidly in terms of standings and and the team's makeup and um, all sorts of things can can change just like that. Um, but I think it's a good sign that um, Joy Votto is uh, he, he's back um, and he he homered in, in return from uh, the shoulder injury that he had. Um, so I, I think that um, that's great for them um, right now, just nine and one without him. And now to have Votto coming back, um, I think that's uh, that's excellent for them. Um, so I, I think right now, I think the Reds are very exciting uh and have a kind of up and coming uh feel to them um but i'm not sure they're quite in the position yet where um they're a team you want to fear um you know heading into the postseason and and in the postseason itself um so we'll just have, have to wait and see uh with that well i'll highlight some of the things the cincinnati reds are doing well right now they have a talented lineup and there's a lot of young guys in there that have stepped up in a big way. You look at someone like a Matt, Matt McLean, he could represent them in the all-star game. He's been that good hitting at a 317 clip. That's been really impressive. Jonathan India's had a good year. He kind of had a down year last year after his rookie of the year campaign in 2021. And this year looks like he's bouncing back well. And Joey Votto coming back. That's big. That's one of your veteran presences. And he talked about before yesterday's game in his press conference how excited he was to come back because the Reds are exciting and the city can feel it. So that's big. Oh, and by the way, you have to talk about Ellie De La Cruz and just what he adds. Since he got called up recently, he's just been doing it all. He hits for power. He's got a ton of speed. He's beating out routine ground balls to first base. So there's a lot of fun on this team and they lead the NL Central. And the big thing for Reds fans is the NL Central is not very good. It's not a good division. So if the Reds want to take it, they honestly could. Will the pitching hold up? I don't know, but the Reds are a lot of fun to watch right now. And I think going forward and you're looking at surprise teams, the Reds could be up there and could finish in a playoff spot going forward. We just have to see if they'll be able to keep this up as the months go on. Yeah, you you guys have hit on it. The the roster of what the Reds have built um, underneath David Bell and and everything that they've kind of done so far has been crazy. Ellie De La Cruz, like twenty one, um, who is just what in his first three games he had like a four hundred and fifty eight foot home run. Uh, he like you said hits for power. He had like a throw to first the other day that was like ninety six miles an hour, like. He's crazy good and he's getting superhuman. He's like superhuman. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, another guy that we had a lot of more talking about, especially with the Mets earlier this season, Alexis Diaz has been great as a closer for the Reds. He has 19 saves so far this season. He has an ERA of 180. Like he just looks crazy good for the Reds. So I, you know, in a way, Mets fans are probably looking at him thinking we we could have had him. They talked about potentially getting um, Alexis on the team after his brother had his very, 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 very unfortunate injury. Um, but it it's something to keep in mind that he is doing crazy good for the Reds and he's on a team that's really supportive behind him. Um, 
like we talked about Joey Votto coming back and his impact on the team. He just has been crazy good for them as well. And that's, that's exciting to see. The only thing with the Reds right now, um, a big thing is Hunter Green is now on the IL for them. That kind of takes a load in their bullpen and and that really has to restructure what they do there um, in NL Central. But I think this team really has surprised me, surprised many people. I personally like the Reds. I think, you know, in NL Central, there's not like a whole lot to talk about other than, you know, every once in a while, it's just the team that you see go into the playoffs that kind of like doesn't do a whole lot. So I I think for them, this is a great year. I can't wait to see what they do. I want them to bring the sleeveless jerseys back. I think that would be fun. You know, if they're going to be winning, they might as well look good while doing it. So exactly. Listen, contrary, contrary to what's been said on this podcast before, I enjoy fun in major league baseball and with the Cincinnati Reds. Listen, I like fun, fun stories like these where the Reds weren't expected to do anything at the start of the year. And now they're in first place in the NL central. Do I think they're going to end up there at the end of the season? I don't think they have the starting pitching to hold up, but they're a fun story right now. And you know what? I'll advocate to bring the sleeveless jerseys back too. That would inject a lot of fun to Cincinnati and a team that could really fit that mold as well. Right. And and, and we talk about NL Central because they only have two teams over 500. The rest of them are just like riding the coattails of what's going on, like we talked about the Cardinals being um, down there. Uh, the Cubs have just not been good for a while. Uh, the Pirates taking a nosedive after what a promising start it seemed to be for them. And then it, they have just tanked. So if they can hold off the Brewers and and keep down NL Central, I would love to see it. I hope it happens for them. But, you know, it's baseball. It's still June. There's still a couple you know, months left of this game and to see where everybody falls. But that will wrap it up today for our episode of Nosebleeds. You can check out all of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. But from Ben Oppenheimer, Brian Rabax, I'm Maddie Bamati saying enjoy the rest of the week and go watch some baseball. Mm-hmm.